And I'm Erin. And, and we're, we're keeping, keeping busy. busy. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope it's, you had you know, a lot of love and stuff. Almost St. Patrick's Day by now, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. That's true. It is pretty far. Oh. <laughs> Time flies. Time does fly. <laughs> so hopefully all of our listeners took our advice and put together some clotted cream and jam and some kind of delicious breakfast pastry mm-hmm. to surprise their loved one with breakfast in bed. Yes? Yes. I did. They say yes. They say yes. They did. Okay. Good job, listeners. Good job. You did it. You did it. Real proud. People, I heard people whisper that they that you wouldn't be able to do it, but you did. You proved them wrong. Mm-hmm. I told them that you could do it, but yeah, they didn't believe me. So, um, I have a question for you. Okay, scones are pretty simple. However, mm-hmm. how your scone comes out can vary wildly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, first off, I want to know what recipe you used. If you followed it exactly, and how your scones came out. I got a scone recipe from sallysbakingaddiction.com. It is called Banana Nut Scones with Maple Glaze. Ooh. Even though I left out the nuts, um, these are, yeah, it's kind of like banana bread in scone form. And it has a lovely maple glaze to put on, because without a glaze, scones are sad. That's my opinion. Oh my god, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <gasps> no! You made like, you made like Starbucks scones. You made like, oh, these are pretty and they go in a baking case and you eat them dipped in coffee scones. What I, what, what did you make? I made English scones that go with clotted cream and jam, man. I made... Now, you grabbed a brick from your backyard and put it on a plate and said, hey, it's a scone. What? That's what you did. No, I did not. They were fluffy and delicious. You need a glaze. All right. Tell me about your scones. Wait. First, I'm going to look at this ridiculous scones recipe. You need to tell me about yours. I mean, they do look good, and I like the flavor combination, but yeah, I right. bet they were too sweet, and they were too sweet. <laughs> not if you make a nice tart jam to balance it out in your face greek yogurt what i didn't use greek yogurt i just used some regular yogurt but um it specifically says the only problem i had with this was it specifically says that when you mix the the wet and the dry ingredients together it will be wet and my dough was very dry Ooh. I'm not exactly sure where I went wrong, but I baked them anyway, and they so they were a little bit dry, and they really benefited from having the maple glaze, because that's delicious. Okay. I want maple glaze on everything. I will say that I have replaced dairy things in recipes before with yogurt, and I do find that it comes out drier, but she says that the yogurt helps keep the scones moist. So I think it's thicker and it makes the dough seem not as liquidy. Hmm. So they were had mashed bananas and yogurt in them and they came out kind of dry. But it's Are got you sure two you didn't just overcook them? No, the dough was dry when it went in. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's got two and a half cups of flour. Mm-hmm. And 
only a quarter cup of yogurt, egg, right, and one cup of banana. That's the only liquid type product. Right. But I mean, most of the scone is, you know, it's it's primarily flour and butter. And then you're adding the whatever moist ingredient you used, either, you know, cream and egg or yogurt mm-hmm. and banana, just enough to kind of bring it together. Where is the actual quantities for this? <laughs> I know, that took me forever. It's, it's very close to the, the bottom. Website, like 18 times. Oh my God, there it is. I hate baking websites. Can you please put the freaking printable recipe me. first and then all your nonsense afterwards? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's right. Okay, I finally found it. So like this is significantly more ingredients than I had on my... <laughs> Right, but the things that it has that yours might not have is bananas. It's got cinnamon, right. nutmeg. Yeah, it's the flavor components because mine doesn't have any flavor. <laughs> oh, that's right. All right, so I I did a recipe from 15spatulas.com, and it's called English Style Scones. Boring. Continue. Boring. I know, my my mom would totally agree with you. She's like, wait, what? You didn't make like cinnamon scones or like white oh. chocolate raspberry scones? I'm like, no, mom. I just made like scones. She's like, those look like biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her to come to my house. All right. So we can enjoy our <laughs> scones. I think she would enjoy yours much better. Oh, wow. Yeah. that um, This is a biscuit that you made. But it's not because the inside is totally different from a biscuit. They look okay. very biscuity. But the inside, yes. especially when you have them warm from the oven, it's just super, like, fluffy and moist and wonderful. And then you have the, the clotted cream and the jam on top. And the whole thing is just very nice. Mm. And and they cut nicely. And they have nicely. I've done a lot of flavored scones in the past. I find that I... I'm sad that I'm not showcasing just the clotted cream and the jam because when you make the clotted cream, it doesn't taste like butter or whipped cream or milk. It tastes like clotted cream. And there's not really another thing that tastes like that, in my opinion. So I like Mm -hmm. being able to have that blank slate of the scone so that you can really taste the combination of, I like a very tart jam Mm -hmm. to go with the very creamy, wonderful flavor of the of the clotted cream. How did your clotted cream come out, by the way? It came out okay. I felt like that was too dry as well. But I had a little oopsie. So you put a heavy cream in your Instant Pot. This is one method. Uh, you bring it up to a boil and then put the keep warm button for 12 hours. So I set this up before I went to bed. And we lost power for a couple hours in the middle of the night, which means that my Instant Pot turned off and did not turn back on with the power. So when I woke up, I restarted it and I let it go for 10 hours. Yeah. That's like a a rough estimate of where I think it left off. And um, I should have mixed more of the liquid in. The recipe I was using said that you could, you know, it separates into the thick clotted cream and there's some liquid at the bottom. And it said that, you know, you can mix some liquid Mm -hmm. in. And, And I didn't read that until after I had dumped most of the liquid out. Because I thought I was just scooping the top off. And I think that wait, next wait, time I do wait, it... Wait, 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 wait. 
Uh-oh. What did you do with the liquid? I poured it down the drain. Oh, my God. You did what? Oops. You 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 literally poured it down the drain. Mm-hmm. That was sure probably did. like ten dollars worth of of dairy that you used well, to wasn't... make that, and you probably dumped out like six dollars worth of dairy. I did not. I did oh not. <laughs> I just I got two what little things of heavy cream. Yeah, that's all I did. Well, Those can are I what, give you like... a tip for the future? Yes. If you're making clotted cream and scones you can use that liquid for the liquid in the scones oh okay you can That's also smart. use that liquid for doing scrambled eggs um hot chocolate mm. um oh. tons of other things question for you was yes. your liquid brown or was it still very white it's still white so um, mine was as well and it okay. hasn't been in the past i actually cooked mine I think you probably cooked yours longer than you think you did. Yeah. And probably also because it started at room temperature instead of from the refrigerator. Uh, it probably came mm-hmm. up to temperature faster as well. Uh, it's but true. Um, I find, I, I can't remember the exact temperature that I did mine at, but I did it, I know, experimentally, I did it lower than I usually do. And... Uh, the liquid was still quite white, and I actually didn't like the flavor as much as I have batches in the past because you almost get this kind of toasted, um, nutty, almost like browned butter oh. flavor if you cook it at a higher temperature because it, I guess it caramelizes some of the proteins in the milk. Mm. I kind of like that. But anyways, you can you can do it at a lower temperature for longer um or a higher temperature for shorter but if you do a higher temperature you get more browning and if you do longer time i think more of the proteins stick together and you get more clotted cream versus liquid so it's like it's like a drier clotted cream it was very i was hoping to get something that was more spreadable than what i got yeah mine was whiter and spread more spreadable than usual because Mm -hmm. i did Less time and a lower temperature. But then I had more liquid than I usually do, which I was like, I'd rather have more clotted cream. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I guess it's like a trial and error thing where you have to know what you really want. Did you do yours in the Instant Pot? I did, yes. I did a very similar recipe, although um, I have, I think, different buttons than you. So mm. I, I used the yogurt boil button. But then I just used, I switched to the, I don't have a keep warm function. Okay. So I just switched over to, I think, slow cook. And I did it at, I think, I don't know, 150. I think I kept it at like 140 or 150 for 10 hours. Okay. So tell tell me about your jam. Oh, I made a jam. I made a pectinless jam from um, peaches that I had jarred from my backyard Uh so i was like what am i gonna do with all these peaches might as well make a jam and Mm -hmm. basically it's just i i dumped out the the jar of peaches that were jarred in just water i kept the liquid in there since i was boiling down the peaches anyways and i just cooked them down with a little bit of lemon juice to help the natural pectin in the fruit gel and 
it's kind of like cranberry sauce where you just kind of cook it until it's thick thick and mm-hmm. mash it up with a fork a little and you leave some chunks and leave it some of it smooth actually i use the immersion blender just a little zhuzh, zhuzh action uh-huh. just a little bit to make some of it you know smoother but i like having the pieces of peach in there too and I added a little extra lemon juice because what I really wanted was apricot jam. So, because I like... Peaches plus lemon. Yeah. Plus <laughs> apricot. Well. Um, yeah, because what I like is that, like I said, the contrast, the tangy, the tanga jam. And what was your jam? <laughs> I made a plum jam. Ooh, really? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. It was also a pectin-free jam. Uh, It just used plums and sugar. The recipe that I followed was natashaskitchen.com for plum jam. And uh, this called for, I'm sorry, 12 pounds of plums. I had about two pounds of plums. And I think I did my math on how much sugar incorrect. It It was very tart. But I think it went well with my sweet scones and my clotted cream. Yeah. And the, the method that she has is that you bring it up to a simmer for 10 minutes then turn it off, let it get back to room temperature. And you repeat that four times. Huh. And by the last one, it is jam. Why do you have to do it four times? Because that's about how long it took to break it down. Okay. She said you can, like, if you want to do another one, then it just gets thicker each time. Yeah. I probably put sugar in mine, too, by the way. I just don't remember anymore. It's okay. I'm guessing I probably had some sugar in it. Yeah. I, I used um, scattered thoughts of a crafty mom.com. Easy homemade peach jam, no pen recipe. And she definitely has sugar in hers, so I probably also used sugar in mine. But So um, were you able to find uh, plums that were good to eat? Yes. So you didn't have to add like an extra ton of sugar because they were just terrible tasting plums to begin with? No, uh, I went to a Korean grocery store on my walk home from work. They, I went in there and I looked around to find what they had that was ripe. They tend to get, you know, fruits and things from different places. And uh, they had some plums that looked good. And that's why I went with it. That is a good plan. Just go and see what looks yummy. It was a good plan. So I got, with my two pounds of plums, I got one big jar of jam. What do you mean big jar? Like a ball jar? Yes. Oh. I made a much smaller batch. I started with a big ball jar plus a little ball jar of peaches. And then I think I ended up with one little ball jar and a tiny bit extra of peach jam. I'm going to send you my picture. Oh, I'll send you a picture of something. I'll send you a picture of scones. That's what I would do. I took a picture of scones with jam and clotted cream, and I can't seem to pass it along for some reason. Ooh, it's very colorful. Look how bright it is. I love it. Yeah, it came out a very bright color. And yeah, my clotted cream was kind of almost feta-ish. Hmm. It stuck together a, like more than feta, but it was a little crumbly like that. 
That's where I should have kept the stupid liquid in. Damn. Interesting. It's my fault for... I didn't read the instructions all the way to the so end. So it was in, like, chunks? It was clumpy? It was kind of like... It was good snowball making clotted cream. <laughs> where, like, you know, you pick it up and it's kind of crumbly, but you can squish it together to form the snowball. Yes. Those are some lovely scones that look so delicious. You think they look like biscuits and terrible. <laughs> they look like biscuits. They look like buttermilk biscuits. I'm sorry. I'm sure they're tasty. They're tasty. Good. Oh, also, the uh, Boston cream pie mm-hmm. started out like this. I made a Boston cream pie recently as well. I ate some of it. Ah, this Boston cream pie looks like a heart. Did you make it for Valentine's Day? Yes, I did. Oh, that's very sweet. Yes. I made it. I made <laughs> I made it in an 8-inch square and then an 8-inch round and then I added the rounds to the square cuz I thought it was so so fancy. <laughs> so fancy. But then I realized because it was half as tall and twice as much surface area as a normal Boston cream pie that I actually had to double filling and then double the frosting. Oh. And um, I only realized that once I looked at the entire surface area of the top and I hadn't made more <laughs> custard. And I was Aww. like, oh, no, what do I do? So I just whipped up um, some heavy cream that I had in the refrigerator and I folded it into the custard. And then I'm like, that's kind of the same. <laughs> but it worked yeah it didn't taste messed up so that's important no i thought it tasted pretty good thanks so what else have you been up to um i finished my daughter's little red riding hood cape thing ah um and so it's you know purple um but i haven't taken any pictures of it yet and i have moved on to a triangular knit shawl scarf it's like a triangle oh i said that it's like a triangle (laughs) (laughs) but but you know how like old lady shawls you know you put the triangle point in the back and then you put it over your shoulders and then you like hold it around under your chin and go in my day we (laughs) walked up the hill to the library and read books for our education um this is the (laughs) This is not like that because it's oh. new and modern. So you wear the point in the front like what? a cowl and you wrap it around. What? What? Do you not believe oh, me? This ain't your grandma's shawl. This ain't huh? your grandma's shawl. Even though it looks exactly like it when you lay it down. I can show you a picture. Do it. Since I can't show you any of my other pictures, I'll show you a picture of something that I'm knitting. I see. So you have it backwards. That's a very nice pattern. Is it? This is knitted. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's knit. That does look warm and cozy. I'm zooming in. It's a pretty pattern, and I didn't realize uh, necessarily when I decided to pay to download it that it's also a very elaborate one. Yeah. It looks like it's got lots of different kind of patterns going on. Yeah, I don't know what exactly I expected. You know, something repeatable that I could commit to memory and then just do over and over and over again. It's not really. It's like yeah. every, you know, one of those things where you print out a chart and literally every single stitch on every single row is different. 
I mean, yeah. there's a repeat, but it's so irregular that you might as well not even bother trying. Yeah. It's like, oh, knit five, drop one, make a new one, make it slant to the side, knit it together with another one. Now knit the front and back of the next stitch. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> but the nice thing about it is, is right now it's still short rows because I'm in the beginning and it's it's worked like from the tip of one uh. to the flat side of the other. Um, so I'm still doing short rows. So at this point, I can really stop whenever I want because I finish one row and I don't have to remember where I am in the pattern. I just mark off that row is done and I can go do something else. Yeah, that's a very exciting, ambitious pattern that you have. Yeah, I actually wanted to uh, finally knit myself like a nice sweater pattern. Yeah. And then I was like, but I have all of this yarn that I should get rid of. I do this every single time. <laughs> so now I'm knitting a triangle. It's a pretty triangle. Thanks. So what have you been up to? Well, we are not a big jam using family here. <gasps> what? Um, I decided to take the extra jam and make Linzer cookies, which is a short, a layer of shortbread jam, a layer of shortbread, and usually there's like a sprinkle of confectioner's sugar on top. Isn't there and also usually did. nuts involved in that? Some of the recipes had almond flour. As, like Part of the shortbread was almond flour. Okay. But I was lazy and I just did like a straight shortbread. How did those come out? They came out really good. I think that the shortbread... Oh, I see them. They're pretty. Yeah, they were pretty. I brought them into work on Valentine's Day and I got a lot of compliments. They weren't super sweet because you had the tart jam and just kind of like a shortbread... And I thought they were really good. Nice. Well, they look they do look pretty. Um, I always love the look of cookies like that with the jam in the middle and kind of like the soft shortbread. But I also find that a lot of times they fall flat on the shortbread part. So I bet these mm -hmm. are better than that. <laughs> I bet these are yummy. <laughs> Thank you. You know, because you always see them in like the grocery store at the bakery yeah. or the big grocery store. And you're like... Ooh, and they're so tempting, and then you get them and bite into them, and you're like, kind of blah. Yeah. Oh, these were good. Oh, look at how spreadable your clotted cream is. Oh, so jealous. <laughs> and so I assume that this is a picture of the clotted cream in the Instant Pot? Yes, you can see kind of the, um, I mean, I was having a hard time getting pictures in my kitchen that day, because it was nighttime, so I had no natural light, so everything's kind of like yellow anyway. But um, mm -hmm. there is kind of that buttery looking crust on the yeah. clotted cream when it comes out. And some people complain about it and I don't have any problem with it. But people are like, what is that gross stuff? But it's not gross. <laughs> it's just fat. It's yeah. butter fat. Get over it. You just got, you just had heavy cream. Do you know how much fat is in that? Right. Whether you can see it or not. The clotted cream and the jam combo is pretty solid. It looks lovely. What are we going to make for the next episode? How did you feel about oh cookie parfait? Or we could do um, a cookie crust for something. No, I like the cookie parfait. Cookie parfait. That sounds delicious. What kind of... Are we going to make any kind of um, rules to the cookie parfait? You're like a parfait master. Every time there's some kind of layered dessert, it comes out amazing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it does. The Boston cream trifles things. Yours came out awesome. 
the thing where we were like, oh, we're going to do something with Amaretto and Bailey's or whatever. And then we made that like tiramisu splendor. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Amaretto tiramisu. Delicious. That was like eating the tastiest cloud I could imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, Okay, so cookie parfait. I think that this idea came to me because I want to have frozen cookie dough where I can just pull one or two out and just have a cookie that night. Um, So I think the... If this is my excuse to make cookie dough, I would want like a common cookie. Like a an every man's cookie? An every man's cookie. No palmiers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then we can um, spice it up. And you need to have at least two other things Okay. in your parfait. Okay. So basic um, so- cookie and then two other elements of flavor and or design yes why are you laughing <laughs> i don't know it's nothing oh okay. <laughs> never mind so do you have something in mind for what you're gonna do and you just don't want to tell me uh so i have a couple things that i was thinking so um one is a, a snickerdoodle cookie with like a trace leches kind of flavor oh, going on oh my gosh yeah what that sounds oh. good. Then we, well, you could also do like a, a coffee mousse or something like that, and then you can get kind of like the the Mexican coffee flavor. Oh, did I did I point you to the thing with the coffee and the whippy? Did I tell you this? No, I don't think so. So, um, I was watching my favorite YouTuber, Emmy Made in Japan, and <laughs> um, she tries, you know. She tries different things that she hears about on the internet and she sometimes she makes stuff. Sometimes she buys stuff and opens it up and is like, what is this going to taste like? Um, She does some really interesting things. And this one was she heard that if you take just coffee, freeze dried coffee granules, you know, like Folgers, Maxwell House and the in the glass jar and you just you know put a spoon in and hot water and instant coffee if you take the coffee granules sugar and very cold water mm-hmm. and mix it with like a KitchenAid mixer on high speed it actually turns into this crazy fluffy spreadable mousse like stuff what yeah i think it has something to do with the coffee particles that are freeze-dried, they're freeze-dried, so they're ultra-dehydrated, basically. And mm-hmm. um, I think it has to do with them, like, latching onto the moisture and almost um, kind of like a <sighs> emulsion, but without the fat. So I think yeah. it has a similar property where the the coffee sucks up the water and then everything gets in suspension and it almost makes like a whippy meringue um but so without any dairy without any eggs you get this fluffy she says it doesn't taste rich you know like a cream would taste rich but it tastes good and it has a really amazing texture and i theorized hey if you can do that with coffee maybe you could do it with cocoa and I actually saw somebody do it with 
um, chocolate, chocolate in what? cold water. Mi- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I saw somebody on the British Baking Show. They were like, "You can't put water in chocolate; it will seize." And he's like, "Wait!" And then he whipped it <laughs> together, and it did the same exact thing. And I was like, "Vindicated!" <laughs> Although I never would have done it with melted chocolate. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, like a mousse. Mm-hmm. You should check it out. I, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna look into that. But then, okay, so then you can also do like basics, like a peanut butter cookie with the chocolate mousse, or some and something else. Peanut butter cookie, oh chocolate pudding, and mm-hmm. then like peanut butter whipped cream. Yeah, you could really peanut butter it up. Oh, and I, I bet a white chocolate macadamia cookie would go good with a raspberry mousse. Oh, or, good idea. No, no, there's lots of stuff. Yeah. The possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So points for originality and flavor combos. Yeah. As Paul Hollywood ha- likes to say, obviously the flavors have to be exquisite, like really excellent. The flavor <laughs> combinations have to really pop. But at the end of the day, you also have to have a superior bake. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everything has to be perfect and immaculate. <laughs> exactly. You got it. That's right. So that's what we'll be doing next time. A cookie parfait and you can freeze the leftover cookie dough and uh, have single cookies anytime you want. I'm very excited to finally stock my freezer. It's an exciting prospect. Mm-hmm. So are you going to make more than one batch of cookies? Because you're going to be like, batch of cookies, batch of cookies, batch of cookies, and then make one batch made up of like all the cookies, and then the whole rest of the batches will go in the freezer? I think I'll probably make one or maybe two batches of cookies and just cook the number I need for the two parfaits me and my husband will eat, and then freeze everything else. Good idea. So I'm excited to see what you come up with. I'm excited to see what you come up with. I'm excited to eat what I come up with, but that's about it. (laughs) Good call. So, um, if you would like to send some scone and jam flavor combos that you tried, uh, you can send them to keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to know how uh, that Valentine's idea went for you. And you can find pictures of ours on Facebook just by searching Keeping Busy Podcast. Until next time, we'll we'll be be keeping busy. Keeping busy.